0: Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to my uh, second installment of my Bull Roundtable series. Um, I just wanted to let you know this series, ran. This episode actually ran kind of long. It's about three hours. So what I did was I broke it up into two parts. So what you're about to hear now is part one. Uh, When you get to the end of part one, just go into the next episode and that will be the continuation, which will be part two. We had fun doing it and I hope you enjoy listening to it. Peace. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And I'm happy to bring to you another installment of uh, of the Bull Roundtable. Uh, I did it the first time and the response was great. We had a great time doing it. So we knew we had to run it back. So without any further ado, let me bring in my two guests, my two esteemed colleagues. Uh, I got my man Pagan and my man D. Won't you brother say hey? Hello,
2: everyone. What's up, everybody? everybody? Dimitri here. Yeah, this is
3: Pagan. What's going on, everybody?
0: All right. So uh, for the uninitiated, <laughs> what we do here on the Bull Roundtable is we take uh, topics and questions from my listeners and we just kind of bounce it around among the three of us. We give our perspectives and, and hopefully you'll learn something, hopefully to give you some insight. You know, hopefully it'll kind of, you know, uh, give you ideas or maybe conversations to have with the guys that you're seeking out, the guys that you're playing with, the guys that you're involved with and kind of see where their head is. You know, all we're trying to do is, is have a little fun and hopefully educate some people in the process. So without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and get started gentlemen. So the first question cool. comes from a, 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 good friend of ours, a, a, a fan of the show and, and, and she's a delight. And that would be mistress K and she is a, a cuckoldress and a supporter, a Patreon supporter of the podcast. And her question says, it's going to take me a while to read this, fella, so bear with me. Okay. She says, uh, let's see, STI stigma is a very real thing. However, there are many STIs that are common, such as HPV and herpes. 50% of Americans by their teenage and youth adult years will have acquired HSV-1, and by the time they reach age 50, 80 to 90% of Americans will have acquired HSV-1. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, approximately 776,000 new genital herpes infections occur annually. About one out of every six people ages 14 to 49 has genital type 2 herpes. That's 16% of us. So if one out of six people has herpes, how would you respond to someone disclosing their status? How would that affect your willingness to play with condoms or without? What would you say to people who think that anyone with an HSV, HIV, or any other type of STI who continues to play in the lifestyle is putting the whole community at risk? Or do you think that? How often are you tested? Thank you, gentlemen. Okay, being that I'm the host, I will go ahead and, 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 and kind of attack this one first. And okay. not to give too long or, or, or drawn out an answer. I would say that if you're going to be involved in this lifestyle, number one, it's important to educate yourself, educate yourself on what's out there, educate yourself on, 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 on how it can affect you. Now she brought up first, she brought up HSV, but then she mentioned HIV. Okay. To me, those are two completely different things. Okay. Um, when it comes to the HSV, I've done my homework, I've done my research. I understand what it is. I understand what it isn't. Um, One thing I've often Mm -hmm. said is in reality, HSV, they need a new PR firm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, there's a reason why (laughs) the adult industry doesn't test for it. And there's a reason why there is no kind of cure for it even being worked on, you know. Of course. Is that, I'm not saying that it's nothing. But it's pretty close to nothing. And so whenever I have a conversation with somebody and I see that they react like it is something major, then I know that I'm dealing with somebody who hasn't educated themselves and I will attempt to educate them. And if they're still pushing back, then I don't waste my time trying to talk to them. You know, of course, as far as how I feel about people who disclose it. Looking through rose colored glasses, I would be like, yeah, hey, you should, you know, you should but I say, Hey, I leave that up to you, but I understand that there is ignorance in this lifestyle. And I would hate to see somebody kind of be blacklisted for that. So I kind of, I leave it up to the individual. You know what I'm saying? My thing is if the people who I've met, who I've encountered, who have it, they've usually educated themselves on it. So they know when it's safe for them to play and when it's not safe for them to play, you know? So I feel like That's, I I let that be your call. Now, HIV is a completely different matter. You know what I'm saying? I would say that that's a discussion for another day because that's far more serious. Mm -hmm. And if you are in the lifestyle carrying that particular disease and you're not disclosing it and you're playing bear, then yes, you are, in my mind, doing something wrong. But I don't Mm -hmm. lump those in together. You know what I'm saying? As far as how frequently am I tested? I try to go like every three months, you know what I'm saying? Depending on, you know, how I stick and move, you know, in those three months. Uh, but that's pretty much my take on it, fellas. Uh, P you want to go next?
3: Yeah. Um, that was well put. I, you know, obviously everybody has the right to feel how they feel about whatever, but just taking kind of a, a more objective look, which is what I think you
0: just yeah
3: on a facts okay. basis, and some of the yeah I got you on go a, just on a facts basis, just some of the um some of the you know things that Mrs K brought out in her question even were statistics and things that are eye opening to some people about how common it is. Mm-hmm. Obviously it depends on which strain of the virus you're talking about. Uh, the vast majority of people I think are, you know, susceptible to having one strain and then there's less of the other, but it's still very common. When you couple that with what you said about the, you know, the porn industry itself and how they test, you know, I live out in California and the actual places that test the porn stars. You know, when they do what they call a full panel, it's not on the full panel. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're absolutely right in terms of it needs better PR in terms of, you know, colds, cold sores are a part of the same virus. We all, to some degree, are likely to carry some form of it. You know, chickenpox is a very similar virus. These things don't have the stigma around them. And that's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's societal stigma because this is what is considered a sexually transmitted thing. So the sex part of it creates an extension of this stigma. And now we're in this mess where, in my opinion, I agree with you, respect people who feel like it's a bigger thing. But it is not as uncommon. It's not as easy to test for. So if you are trying to screen people that way, it's a very difficult thing where even testing wise, you have to have an outbreak almost and test the lesions in order to find out that you 100 percent have this at which point sometimes you already know you have it because you had an outbreak. Mm -hmm. So it is one of those things where a lot of times people say they can get tested, but unless you're, as you pointed out, Michael, it's one of those flare up periods. You're not even going to even notice it sometimes. So there's, there's a lot of variation with this and everyone should do what they want. But I kind of agree with you where, you know, I do think that, wherever you fall on it, there's just too much stigma around it. And we would be better off if we normalize this a little more because let's face it,
2: the statistics say it's more normal than it's not.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. How about you, brother D?
2: Well, I do agree with both you gentlemen. And uh, for the pure fact basis that the definition of it hasn't changed since the beginning of, you know, the definition came out in the uh, early seventies, you know, And alone, I really do think they need to update their database. Only because, you know, that's kind of my career field. Again, the stigma, the bad PR, it has put a black eye on it. And it also put uh, a lot of people to hide up under the blankets about it. But Mm -hmm. very, very, very minute people, you're going to find that don't have it, they actually have it. So for the people that's actually shamed about it or ridiculed, you know, they're getting those those ignorant base based off the people that don't have no legit information about it or did their homework is uh, <clears throat> it's, it's very, very sad, honestly, for people to, to label it off like that. But again, it really, really true to come off for of the people to really see that this is actually a very, very, very common disease, not amongst just Americans, but amongst the people around the world. Because if you really look at the numbers around the world, they're far higher than the more people that actually have it than the ones that don't have it, mm-hmm. so yet again, it's very, very common uh the common term about it is like you said, chicken pox, acne, uh cold sores, you know things that you guys can get rid of over, over time like it's not curable but it's controlled, you know, and I really do think people need to just you know, cure their let's say, uh, their opinions based off their feelings, then instead of actually educating themselves and getting the real facts. Now, as you stated, HIV, HIV, very, very different ballpark, you know, very different, very, very dangerous. And for the ones that are playing in that field, you're not only putting other people at health risk, you're actually committing a crime. So I truly, truly advise those people that are doing doing it uh, to think twice you know, not only that you're taking lies, you are actually affecting other people's lives as well. I myself personally, with my background, I have to be tested every six weeks. Uh, And this is due to the update of COVID. So I went from two months, I mean from three months to two months to now every six weeks. And uh, it doesn't bother me, it doesn't scare me. You know, I really think I would like to know did not know. Because uh, I really don't want to pass anything to anyone that's going to hurt them or damage them or their family, so that's my take on it. But I really like for people to educate themselves, especially on the HSV and the HIV, mm-hmm. and that's why that's yeah. my opinion about it. Yeah, and
3: and I also want to just to balance what we we're talking about because we it seems like we're all kind of in agreement in one area. This is not an endorsement of not practicing safe sex
4: or any of the other things.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely.
4: The things that I think I would expect my partners
3: to be in terms of, you know, exercising caution, um, because we do those things. That's how we're, we have all been able to have longevity in the lifestyle. The reason why we're still able to play is by paying attention to those things. But at the same time, we can acknowledge that there's overkill in some areas in terms of a stigma around something that let's face it's kind of like a dirty secret in terms of what Dimitri was saying. He works in the field and it's something that, you know, majority of people have, as he said. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that it shouldn't be conflated with like throw caution to the wind. Although I want to, you know, honestly, there's times when if we're honest, we're truly honest, which is what this thing is there are times when you throw caution to the wind more than you do other times. Mm-hmm. There are times in the oh. heat of the moment where things can happen, and the next day you're like, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> let's be honest. So, <laughs> <No> <laughs> all, all that being said, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of factors swirling around here, but at the core of it, um, what is great to hear is like you two guys talk about, and which I also piggyback on is just, let's treat this like we do other stigmas. Let's treat this like we do the stigma of sharing your wife. Let's treat this like the stigma of a cuckold being something that's weak when we all know it's not. Let's treat this stigma the same way. We fight those stigmas. We rail against it. We live our lives against them. Why embrace this one? That's my question. So, you know, maybe we can help each other.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Now, what I'm going to be doing with the... Next round of questions, I'm trying something different here, is I had them recorded, so I'm going to play the question. So the first question is going to come from uh, from Buck and Sarah, who are Patreon supporters of mine. Let's get it.
5: Hey, Michael, this is Buck, Sarah's hubs from the Discord channel. And this
3: is Hot Wife Sarah.
5: And we have a question for you and your guests. Um, you may remember that I posted a little poll on the Discord community uh, a little while back and it prompted a a fun discussion. So I wondered if we could include it as a question for you guys. Um, Which do the bulls think is the hottest in terms of having the husband involved or around? So here's the choices.
2: Number one, husband aware, but not present. Number two, husband aware and in the same building. Three, husband in the same room, and four, husband participating.
5: So that's the, the little poll, which they, you guys prefer. And I have a follow-up question for any of you guys who enjoy having the, the husband engaged at any level, either before, during, or after play, with the understanding that the couple's play preferences will probably be a deciding factor. What specific ways have you and your guests enjoyed engaging with the husband? um, Or what would you like to do that maybe you haven't done yet engaging with the husband? Again, either before, during, or after play. So that's our questions. And thanks for giving us a shot at uh, having them included in the show. Thank you so much, Michael.
0: All right. Were you fellas able to hear that?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had, uh, I, had
3: a little, I had a little cutout right when she mentioned the second uh, option. So maybe if you can run those back, but I got the majority of it.
0: Yeah, I think the first option was husband aware, but not present. Second was husband aware, uh, but in the building. Third was husband mm-hmm. present, but not involved. And fourth was husband involved. Which of those four uh, do you prefer? And I, I'll let you uh, field that one first, D.
2: well as for me it all came within a degree degree of my uh my bull experience uh the first degree was i had a husband present he was present and aware but he wasn't involved due to uh my comfort uh but let me back up first you know i actually had to have a conversation with them both to assure that i was an additive to the dynamic and not a threat or a replacement. So I wanted to assure them that I respect the sanctity of their marriage or their relationship that they have amongst themselves. And I welcomed them and I thanked them for them allowing me to come in. Now, with that being said, uh, it went for me based into th- uh, degrees of my comfort. And what I'm saying is that uh, he was aware and he was there, but he didn't participate because, was, like I said, everything played out within my comfort. And uh, as it became multiple play partners and multiple, uh, more education and more comfort for me, I let them get involved with limitations again for my comfort. Uh, You know, from, uh, well, should I be more detailed? I would say more detailed as in uh, the cleanup performances, uh, the duties. Right. You know the, the cook duties and everything from there. The serving, uh, we, we were from those conferences, But uh, overall, at the time, got you no, know, got ahead. You no, know, he was aware or he wasn't there.
4: Yeah, actually,
2: just think about my sucky Sundays. <laughs> 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 Hubby was aware, but he wasn't there. Right. So check. Make sure you check out that second Sunday. You'll see. Uh, but again, is is always is the the grease is uh pretty much is always for my comfort, and then I try to spread that comfort amongst them because they allow me into the participation also. But um, it's very very that's a very very complex yeah. one, so I'm oh, gonna leave it like that.
0: Absolutely. Um, if you don't mind, P, I'll go ahead and and, and fill this second. Um, sure. and this is this is gonna be a common thread in in many of my answers. Um. I'm an energy-based person, you know what I'm saying? So, for me, whoever I'm dealing with, it's about maximizing her energy. Some wives prefer their husbands being there. Some wives, their energy is different if he's not there. Um, for the wives that generate their energy from their husband being there, I don't mind if he's involved as long as he kind of stays in his, in his lane. Like, and what I mean by that is sometimes husbands will try to, like, dictate, you know what I mean, a little too much. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, let me do what I do. You know what I'm saying? You can be involved. I mean, you can kiss on her if you want to lick her pussy while I'm fucking her. I ain't got no problem with that. You know what I mean, like, one, one of the things that I learned getting into this lifestyle early on is there's a moment that every single bull is faced with. And that moment is you're on the bed, she's on her knees, you're fucking her from behind. All of a sudden, you feel a little bit of movement. And then you look down and you see another pair of eyes looking up at you. And in that moment, every bull has a decision to make like, oh shit, how am I gonna react to this? And I feel like as a bull, you have to be extremely comfortable in your masculinity. Because if you're not, you can find yourself in situations that will shake you. Now for me personally, hey, when I found myself in that situation, I was like, "Okay, I know who I am. I'm not threatened. It is what it is. He's down there. He's he's down there for her, not me." You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. my comfort Mm -hmm. level
0: with that is like, all right, cool. I mean, if you're going to be down there, be down there. Shit. I'll hit him in his forehead with my dick. Like, Hey, you're going to be down there. Feel it.
4: You know what Mm I'm saying? Thump him Mm -hmm. on his head with
0: Mm it. You know what I'm saying? Um, that shit don't bother me. I don't, I don't feel threatened by that, you know? So if she, but again, if it's feeding her energy, you know what I'm saying? And being that energy is something that I, you know, that I've lived by, and I've been doing it for so long, I can feel when it's feeding his energy more than her energy, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not necessarily comfortable with the fact if it's feeding his energy more than her energy because it should be all about her, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. to sum it up, for me, it's as far as what my preference is, I don't really go into it with a preference because if I have a preference and I try to dictate my preference, then every single encounter is going to wind up being the same. And I'm not in this lifestyle for the same. You know what I'm saying? So I like to figure out, okay, what is in it for her? And then try to, you know, you know, try to act accordingly as far as what's going to give her the highest energy output, because I'm feeding off of her energy.
4: You know, so that's my thoughts on the matter. So P, you want to take it? He? Yeah. Where did he go? Um, okay. Um. Yeah, that—that
3: that was basically my answer. Like 100. Like, if I'm energy based too, and so all those options, those options are all relatively equal to me. It's like, what are they into? That's what prioritizes one of those options. Right. That could be him not being there that could be, you know, the, the most interactive version where he is there as, as long as I'm cool with all the interactions and, and everyone else is. But I agree with you, like, it's all energy-based. Now, I will say this, and this is kind of, I think, to Dimitri's point earlier, uh, as I have progressed in a lifestyle from just, not just, but a uh, hot wife mostly to more of the cuckold relationship naturally the husband being involved is going to be more of a part of it. Um, because there's so much energy that the cuckold needs and the dynamic, and you have to pay attention to that despite of whatever course. the variations it's just in my experience, much more than a typical hot wife thing. Um, so that has caused me to be more interested and lean towards the ones where he's on the farther end of hers, you know, four or five versions more towards four and five than it was one and two in the beginning when I started. Um, but that said, at the end of the day, I'm like, Michael, what is your dynamic? Cause at the end of the day, that's going to create electricity. And I'm, I want to gather around the heat around the fire. So if that's, if, <laughs> if your thing is he's not there if he's not there, uh, that's fine. What, what do you, does he want nothing? Does he want me to just send him a message and remind him that he's not here? Um, does he take video like just the other day? Um, literally two days ago, I was with a couple, he is in, in Croatia right now where they are from. She's still here. He couldn't be there and he couldn't have loved it more. And that was the first time he wasn't there. So it was a thing where he was on FaceTime, but at the same time, I would just put him away, like put him in a box. You know, I just turned the camera off to put it on the pillow so he can't see. And all he could do was listen. Right. And he was loving it. That was the first time we did that, though. Every other time he's been there. So it really is a wide gamut and it was energy around it. So it was great for all three of us. That's what's um, up. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what's up. All right. On to the next question. This is from uh, another listener, another Patreon supporter uh, by the name of V. And she is a hot wife. So let's go ahead and see what, uh, what, what V has to say. Mm,
6: Hi. So I've become more curious over time. Um, It's very easy to assume that, you know, the female end of this uh, transaction or relationship is very cerebral. And, you know, women, we have sex between our ears just as much as between our legs. But, you know, for a man and for a man in your position, um, what is it that really hits the mark, makes you want to keep coming back? makes that female or that couple, somebody you want to have repeated engagements with, you know, an extended relationship of some sort with, is it, you know, do you defer to just the physical was amazing? Do you defer to convenience availability? You know, uh, if she hits your headspace that, that itch that she scratches, is that going to be the, the determining factor kind of, you know, what makes you want to keep coming back? Besides the obvious. Or maybe it's not so obvious.
0: All right, P, do not mm-hmm. you go ahead and take that one first, brother? What yeah, keeps you? Good what, what keeps you coming back?
3: <laughs> yeah. Um as I'm hearing that question, I'm like, I'm fortunate to be in a position where I can choose like when I'm coming back. <laughs> I remember when I started out, it wasn't like that. You feel like, <laughs> oh, they, they invited me to this thing so this is you know this is all there is you know um but yeah so anyway gratitude for that the the answer to the question for me though is um much like i think it would be in a normal vanilla male um as you get older you get more nuanced in what turns you on you're not an adolescent anymore it's not like boobies you know it's like oh my god <laughs> like that's the only thing ever you know like i just discovered them last week you start to learn about yourself and what you're into. And so, you know, for me, what keeps me coming back as I get older, which I think is very natural is, it is more of the sapiosexual mental aspects of things, the psychology of things and being on the same wavelength with someone who wants to go as deep as you do into whatever kink you have as you. Um, So that keeps me coming back when I find like a kindred soul, basically, Um, sexual soul, spiritual soul, mental, whatever that is, on top of the fact that, and I'm looking at like the physical thing is like a foregone conclusion. And I'm gonna be honest, if the physical thing is not there for me, it rarely starts. So once I have the physical, the ones that keep me coming back are the ones where I'm like, oh, I am pleasantly surprised at the connection here. Um, which has a variety of forms, but it is as I get older, it's less on the physical side, and it's more about what that person brings to the table that connects with me.
0: No doubt, no doubt. I right, uh, D, want yes, you to t- take it next. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> All right, we'll keeps uh, you coming back. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm um, okay. So I'm gonna go back to what I made famous. This famous quote: "My dick come with friendship." <laughs> so with that being said, so with that being said, again, so with that being said, is uh, for the fact that uh the people and the couples I've encountered uh it was based off uh, pretty much energy respect uh having the open mind to learn me within time and comfort, and vice versa, I learned them within time of comfort. The opposites attract, the differences attract, and also our similarities uh, to the degrees of. Uh, not just the physical. Uh, you know, we found so much in sync in the vanilla aspect uh, from music, art, poetry, food, parenting. And uh, then, you know, as you know, you see the lifestyle and then your vanilla life kind of sort of intertwine, And then there, there's a there's subtle friendship that start to form. Uh, pretty much like the way a star was created. So from those small things and it grows into something very, very big uh, and it takes time and comfort. But that alone, when they can give me that time, they can give me that kind of time to learn them and they learn me and uh, it grows. Of course, again, like I said, it comes with friendship. Now, for me personally. And also, I'm sorry, my kids keep coming to the door. <laughs> um yeah, I'm I hope y'all don't hear that. Nah, we good, bro. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay, that's my son. He's want to be just like me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm sorry. Going off topic. But um, I really think that uh, it's the genuine friendship, the trust uh, for a, a husband to lay beside me and share his wife, uh, let me in his living room to eat his food. Uh, just the mm-hmm. overall sharing aspect is, is great. It's the degree of it is you can't walk away from that. You can't, I don't, I don't, and you can't ask for more, you know, what more can you ask for? So is, is everything is being offered to you. So it's like another ending Thanksgiving. So embrace it, love it, live it. And it's going to grow more and more. And I found that with majority of the couples that I'm involved with, they are all giving just like that so I try to give just as equally back and I try to spread that same method to other people to give more too so it's evolving it, it, it evolves for me to keep coming back and when I come back I'm bringing more the more I'm willing to give the more they're willing to give and also receive also so from that's my mm-hmm. point I don't want to go too deep into it but because I can but <laughs> that's pretty much pretty much it for me Okay. Go ahead, Mr. Michael.
0: <laughs> again, <laughs> you're going to notice a reoccurring theme with, with my with some of my answers to these questions. Um again, uh I go back to energy. You know what I'm saying? What is what is my overall energy experience like with this couple? You know, and energy is not, I don't mean just the physical sexual energy. I mean what what's the energy like when we talk? You know what I'm saying? Does she have? Do, you know, do they have a good sense of humor? What's the energy like between them? You know, I think we've all been with those couples where mm-hmm. you're dealing with them and after a while you get the feeling that it seems like he wants this more than her. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I feel mm-hmm. that energy, that detracts from it for me. No matter how stunning she is, no matter how bad I want her, if I get the feeling that he's pushing this and she's not really feeling it, you know, even though something may happen that night, I'm not really looking to go back because that, that's not something that I want to repeat. That's not a feeling that I really you know, want to have again. The couples that keep me coming back over and over and over, those are the couples where all of the energy is just popping in like every area. If we're out at dinner or having drinks, the conversation is banging. You know what I'm saying? When we get in the, when we get in the bedroom, the energy there is great the intermission, the conversation is still great. I mean, we're laughing, we're Mm -hmm. talking, we're having a good time. Everybody is staying in their lane. You know, sexually speaking, she and I are on the same page. Like everything is vibing. You go to sleep. If you happen to spend a night with him, you go to sleep, you wake up the next morning, the energy is still there. So when you have those dynamics where the energy is just popping in every phase, that's what keeps me coming back. You know what I'm saying if I feel like because we could have great energy during conversation, but if in the bedroom it's kind of whack. And I feel like I'm not really getting enough to feed off of. That's not really going to make me want to go back. I mean, that's not something mm-hmm. that I'm looking to repeat. So for me to sum it up, yeah. it's, it's, it's all based on energy. If the energy is great, then I want more of it. You know, I, I'm, I'm greedy for energy. I feed off of it. I'm addicted to it. You know what I'm saying? When I, when I get yeah. it and I get it in abundance, I want more of it, you know, but if yeah. I, if I get the feeling that I'm sipping it through a straw, you know, that sound that the straw makes when you get to the bottom of the cup,
2: I get to the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> ice. yeah.
4: Like if I get that feeling with the energy,
0: like, Oh, that's all the energy is done. Then you know, that's, that's going to make me not want to repeat that. So.
3: Yeah. It, you know, it, as you said that, Michael, and cause since both of us kind of gave like the energy answer, in terms of like the the thing that I think may be helpful in, in terms of the answer is, you touched on the fact that them being on the same page is important. I mean, in some respects, the answer to that question is the same as the answer is for the couple when they're looking for a guy. They want good energy. They want them to be, have a sense of humor. They want them to be intelligent, all those things. But I guess for a couple, the big thing is, are you guys together able to have a synergy in terms of you're on the same page? So, you know, if one of you is in that space where it's, it's great, but the other one is not, you kind of got that double burden that both people have to have the thing that you're looking for in just one bull. Um, and it doesn't mean that it can't work or you can't grow together, but the times when the couple are on the same page and they have that love and that connection, And there's the expectations are clear between them. That's how it's easier for a bull to get in sync with you guys. So the more you've done that work, you know, the more likely it is for us to be able to to add that third to it.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. The next question comes from our, our dear friend, uh, uh, Scarlett. So let's go ahead and see what she has to say.
1: Hi Dimitri, Pagan, and Michael. This is Cuckledis Scarlet, friend of the show and Patreon supporter. I just love these bowl roundtable episodes. I have to keep in <laughs> keep a clean <laughs> pair of panties ready when I listen to them. Uh, so I would like to know oh, wow. what your favorite kind of dirty talk is. What you like to hear from a hot wife or cuckoldress that you're playing with. I want to know in intimate detail, what do you like to be called? What do you like to call her? Uh, What kind of dirty talk just really revs you up and gets you going? So I can't wait to hear you describe this and I'm looking forward to the episode. Bye.
4: Oh, <laughs> let, me, let me
0: turn. The air. Okay, we just gotta
2: take a minute. We gotta take a minute after that. Shit, man, I just had to take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay, like Scarlet,
3: Scarlet, you know, Michael, Michael, you have created a glorious community, and. Scarlett is so much that question. It was the perfect question for her voice and for Scarlett. Just like yes. Mistress K. Mistress K's was perfect for Mistress K. She was like brass tacks. I want you to start off with something that's just like, <laughs> I want some answers. And and this was definitely Scarlett, man. Just
4: hearing her say that. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, come shit. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely
0: raised the temperature in the room. Um, man uh, D why don't you go ahead and fill this one first brother your thoughts <laughs> on dirty talk
2: oh man <laughs> man I'm still man, I'm still undressing yes. god damn <laughs> <laughs> he's shit. like let me get my socks off before I answer that yeah 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 <laughs> man when I tell you my dick just got hard from hearing that shit what the fuck <laughs> bro you can hear me taking my belt off
0: <laughs> yeah yeah she bought that heat <laughs>
2: Yes, yeah, she did oh man so as for dirty talk, you know, uh, so it, it, okay, let's go dirty talk. It's very, very powerful. But I also like to add physical. So from the moment we are enticing each other with dirty talk, dirty texting, let's go with the physical. When I can grab up on her fucking neck and she bite on her lip or she inhale deep and I relieve just a little bit of pressure to hear her say she want more god
4: damn it mm. so <laughs> <the> <laughs> <more> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need to beat this lady god
2: <laughs> yeah. I hope she has a ponytail god damn it <laughs> <laughs> damn.
4: I mean just
2: <laughs> <laughs> shit but no really you know yeah. the dirty talk along with the field school again you know it does plays a, it plays a lot of factor call me daddy, call me Dimitri, call me papa, call me anything. As long as you got some kind of verbatim coming from your mouth to where I can respond back. Now, I will play this game to where I call choke and release. I will give you just enough pressure to release your words, but then I close it back. You know, and I will also pull your hair you know, like you wrap your hand know, a, a fistful that happens to intertwine it. Right. So where you have a lock, so you expose the throat. So if you have that dog, doggy position and you got the hair back, you got your hair on her throat, and she's talking that raspy before, mm-hmm. she, while so, trying to, God, damn it, man. <laughs>
0: the, the, the breath kind of coming a little shallow.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, man. It's like, it's, it's barely coming out. Mm-hmm. And yet, her insatiable instincts are kicking in that she's still wanting more. Not only that, she's getting wet. You can feel her fucking heartbeat through her throbbing pussy.
4: God damn. Man, any <laughs> nigga <even> call tonight.
2: <laughs> 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 oh, man. Well, she may have did it to her yeah. this one, man. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah, no, yeah.
2: Save Scarlet for last, man. God
4: damn. <laughs> That's
2: what I was going to say. Gave her two questions to last. <laughs> yes, you no, know, that dirty talk just bring out more and more physical. And it it, it also kinda of prolongs the sex for me. It makes it more entertaining. And, oh, shit. But I'm like, when you guys take yeah. that, I need to get some ice. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
2: I, I,
0: I P. So on you, brother.
2: Yeah. I mean
3: what what D is talking about, which uh, you know, he just reminded me of something that, you know, I've I have done that before. It's it's breath play mixed with, with um dirty talk. And it's a way of for me, anyway, it's like a, as a dominant, I like to play, like, repeat after me. Like, it's like a Simon Says sex game. Because if you yes. get a bashful wife and she doesn't want to say certain things, what I've found, because, you know, I'm unapologetically uh, into race play, interracial talk, all that stuff. There's different wavelengths of that, but it's, it's where I'm going to go unless you stop me unless you stop me is where I'm gonna go. And some wives are uh let's just say they're they're bashful but they're not unwilling. They just need permission.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Just like um <laughs> the the white they like the white people in the comedy club when the black joke comes on and they have to look and see if the black people are laughing first. Right. And then they laugh. <laughs> yes. It's not that they don't think it's funny. It's just that they've been so beat down and conditioned by society that they gotta be careful. That once that release happens, I'm going to tell you, once that release happens and they get permission from you to say that dirty talk, it is a catharsis mixed with a sexual orgasmic moment that is, I have found personally unparalleled. I've, I found this out. I remember like one of the first times when I was younger, I figured that out we used to go over to these girls' houses, it was these two girls that were like in college, they were roommates, and they would just invite black dudes over to have fun. And there was this one girl, one of them was like a tall blonde model, and the other one was like, not the model look, but like the curvy, you know, brunette type. And that girl, I remember the moment when I figured out just by talking to her, and then once we were in the middle of it, when I brought up the fact of like what would her family think if she saw me right now and I painted that picture (laughs) of like (laughs) what it would be like if they saw that, it was, it was like, I touch a vibrator to her clip. It was the same thing, but it was just, it was just words and her painting a picture for her. So for me, Dirty Talk, I learned early on, not only do I love it. And frankly, it's one of those things where, you know, yeah, fucking, you know, Tiger Woods loves golf. He's fucking awesome at it. Like, it's one of my wheelhouses.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, you know.
3: <laughs> so, you know, if you sucked at it, maybe you wouldn't love it so much. But it's one of the things I do well. So I'm saying all that to say, like, for me, the interracial thing is what I lock onto. Do I have to do that? Absolutely not. I'm with many couples who are like, we prefer not to go into that stuff. And I'm like, cool, I can have a blast with them. So it's not necessary for me. But yeah, there's that word druthers. You lead me to my druthers, I'm gonna go there. Yeah, no doubt. That's what I like.
0: No doubt. Uh, Well, for me, just to kind of give you an idea, number one, love dirty talk. My phone, like everyone knows slut is probably my favorite word. Like, I have to be careful when I text my mother because if I try to say, like, I'm sleepy or <laughs> slow, like, if I just type S, my phone is like, oh, you about to say slut. You know, like the predictive text. Oh, like, man,
2: you've been saying that oh, much. <laughs> that's, that's how much <laughs> yeah. I use it. Yeah.
0: Like, my
3: predictive
2: she text. knows is,
3: Michael wants to say slut at any moment. I'm just going to fill it in for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so dirty talk is, it's essential for me. You know what I'm saying? As everyone knows who's listening to my podcast, I'm talkative, I talk. That talk does not stop in the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm looking for it. I'm looking, okay, what words are her trigger? You know I mean, I, I love a woman that can say the word cunt. You know what I'm saying? Just a woman who not only can say it, but who's comfortable saying it. You know, a, a, a woman with just a dirty, filthy fucking mouth. I love that mm-hmm. shit. That's
3: not, that's not British because they say it all the time. No, <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. exactly.
0: So I, again, energy, I feed off of that. If I see she's getting into it, I'm going to give it to her more. And then she gives me more back. And it just becomes that, that, that kind of circle type of dynamic where I'm giving it and she's giving it back and I'm giving her more and she's giving me more. And it, and it just goes in like this perpetual motion kind of thing. And like my man, Pagan, I enjoy race play. I lean into it. I don't shy away from it. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where when I'm doing it, and like you said, I've been in those situations where you got to kind of give them permission. And once you do, it's like, wow, look at her run.
4: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like she, di- she didn't,
0: she didn't even know she could run. Now she's lapping me. You, you know what right. I'm saying? Exactly. And the way yeah. that I like to put it, you know, cause I know that, it, it, like you said, it's not for everybody, you know. But I want people to clutch their pearls when they hear me in the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. my thing is, if you're not offending some people, you're not doing it right.
3: You ain't doing your job.
0: Yeah, you know. So mm-hmm. dirty talk is, is 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 really big for me. And like Dee alluded to earlier, the choking and the thing about the choking, there's an art to it. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yes. There's an art to when to increase the pressure, when to let it go, when to let her feel that struggle for just a split second. You know what I'm saying? And when mm-hmm. to know when to release it and kind of have her, you know, for anyone who's, who's, who, who's you know, who's gone swimming before, you know, when you come up and you take that first breath of air, like the intensity in that, you know. Very,
2: very intense.
0: Yeah, like, you know, when you reach that, you know, when you have her at that moment. And the beautiful thing is you can feel when a woman trusts you enough to let you choke her. When she mm-hmm. knows that, oh, oh, okay, yeah. this, this guy knows what he's doing. Because every dude doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to that.
4: <laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and women can sense that. So when they sense that, oh, okay, he knows what he's doing and it just gives them permission to, to just, you know, let themselves go in it. And, and be present yeah. in the moment and enjoy everything that comes with that. And like you said, that, that, that dirty talk when it's coming from that shallow, raspy place when they're kind of <laughs> trying to fit the words around breathing.
2: Oh man, that shit is so fucking hot. Dude, it's the most, yeah. it's, the, it's the most, uh, it's <laughs> the best dude ever. Dude, it's like you just put a whole bunch of shit in the pot, stir it up and add some salt. Damn, you have it.
0: <laughs> All right, That's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. So, what I'm going to do yeah. is, some of the questions were submitted, uh, like some people submitted their questions by writing them in. And what I did because I didn't want to break the flow of, of of having other people read them is I got Scarlett to help me out. I mean, so, yeah, more so Scarlet. yes, Scarlet, yeah. So some, some of the questions, <laughs> you know, are going to be asked um, by Scarlet. Scarlet so,
2: again. Round number two. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So let's so let's 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 get to that that voice. So, Here's Dimitri. Yeah, so Scarlett's got the next one. Here we go. Ice. I need
2: condoms. Hey, here we go.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this question is from David J. He is an aspiring cuckold and a Patreon supporter. He wants <clears throat> to know essentially what it's like when you've just come inside a wife and then her husband gets between her legs and starts to go down on her. Essentially what we all lovingly know as cleanup. How does it make you feel when this is happening?
0: Okay, I'll go ahead and and, and field this one first. Again, <laughs> repeating myself, energy. You know what I'm saying if I know and I can sense that him doing that for her is taking her energy higher, you know, then I'm all in. I love it. You know I mean, because I know that basically he's getting her ready for me again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't,
4: mm-hmm.
0: I don't really have a lot of thoughts about it as it's going on because it, it's, it's mm-hmm. for me, it's just that simple. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, that, that's bringing them closer. That's something that they share. And like Dimitri has alluded to, it makes me feel good to have been the one to add that to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, knowing that mm-hmm. that moment wouldn't be possible if it were not for me, for my contribution. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I enjoy the fact, I get off on the fact that it's something that's bringing them closer and that it's a moment that they're sharing together. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, chip in to kind of do my, you know, add my seasoning to it. You know, I might, you know, say some things to him, you know what I'm saying, while he's doing it, because I know that it's driving him, which in turn drives her. You know, mm-hmm. so I might give him a you know a good boy or you know get every drop or hey you forgot some I mean don't forget that 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 drop over there you know kind of thing, and you know or while he's doing that I might reposition myself and go up and you know put my dick in her mouth or something or you know I might step over you know to the table and make myself a drink while he's doing it and then you mm-hmm. know sit down on a chair and just kind of watch them, you know. So mm-hmm. but it, to sum it up, it's. I enjoy seeing them share that moment because you know you can sometimes you can feel his energy like he's like for anyone who's owned a dog you know the way that dog looks at you when it's like hey it's dinner time and when you're pouring yes. the food in the bowl <laughs> the way the dog kind of looks at you like yo this, this he's going to eat like he's ready to Hell eat yeah. now <laughs> like you can you can mm-hmm. feel it from the husband sometimes and sometimes you barely have enough time to get away before he's down there feeding You know, Mm -hmm. and like I said, as long as I know that she's, you know, that she's getting what she wants out of it, then that makes it more enjoyable to watch. So that's, that's my feelings on the subject.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: All right, D, why don't you take the the next swing at this?
2: (laughs) Well, I'm what they call a courtesy (laughs) comer. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> this is gonna be right up there with Dick with so, friendship.
2: Okay. <laughs> so, so my mantra to that is: uh, when I know I'm going to engage, you know, with a, a hot wife in a cocoa situation, I prep myself. I I drown myself. I stack on a shitload of protein, the eggs, the red meat, you know, to make the load bigger, longer. And also, I dyed myself a shitload of apple juice and pineapple juice because I want to be a courtesy comer. I want to make sure they are savoring the flavor, and they both get the opportunity to taste it.
0: Hold on, let me get my pen. And let through, me get my pen. Let me take these. You notes. got the recipe? Yeah, now, yeah it's it's the a recipe. Get my so, notes.
2: Is it like a? It's a quarter cup of yeah, pineapple juice. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. You no, know, dude, just drink.
4: I say, just, just get a half
2: a gallon and just drink it throughout the day. You no, know, let it let it kick your system, and then drink water to stay hydrated. So mm-hmm. that's the courtesy about it. But uh, again, it's the energy of it, and also if that's the degree they have to bring him in and include him, and in also the dynamic of us engaging and having fun with his hot wife. Oh, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. gonna. Fucking fill her ass up and just to watch it explode out. But before it explodes out, you no, know, like I said, I would intertwine him in as in like, okay, tag you up or scene two. You know, get your ass down there and clean it up. Get me ready for round two. You know, and also I will sit back and just watch the energy between them two. And like you no, know, Michael just said, I would jump up and. <laughs> put my dick in her mouth and let her save it a favor too because hey I, I didn't buy that pineapple juice for fucking nothing it's for both of them right so that's my way of including <laughs> and have been a courtesy calmer of it because again i have the courtesy of just hey <laughs> at least let me have a good load and a nice little flavor behind it and that's my take on that right there that's what's yeah. up. I'll so take out those brothers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 took the, I took the notes, man. I jotted it down. You know, egg, 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 egg sandwich in the morning. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you,
2: need, you need at least four to five eggs. You know, and just a nice cut of steak. A good protein breakfast. Yeah.
0: All right, so steak and,
2: egg, steak and get eggs. Your pro- <laughs> steak and eggs. Steak and eggs. Hey, hell, you want to go harder? Get your protein shake. Make one. Make a concoction. Oh, there you go. Protein so- powder
0: work?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: There you go. There yeah. You go. Double up on the protein. All right, P
4: How You'll about see. you, brother?
3: Yeah. I, um, <laughs> what he was just talking about also reminded me, too, like it's a very similar, um, the couples I deal with, my seed is, is sacred and not to be wasted. They know that.
4: So there's a, nectar of the gods quality that i approach it with and that many of them get off on approaching it that
3: way too so aside from what d is saying which is we've we've heard about how fruit juices and all that change the taste there's also volume as you talked about with protein i've even gotten into more plant-based protein so i don't have to deal with necessarily the red meat of it all but just still get the same amount and it also of course lends itself i think I think it lends itself to that sweetness more than um, Mm -hmm. meat-based proteins, but also just the volume that I save up. Like, I don't, if it's somebody that I'm going to see that is into that, that's, you know, that sacred seed thing that I like, then they deserve for me to save it for them. So the volume is part of something that is anticipation, just like couples have their rituals and things that they do beforehand. Um, I like to dig into that. And as far as that moment, as a dominant, it is the, it's the, Michael, you pointed this out in just different words, I think, that I'm going to use, it's a thing that they can't do without you. There's no other bull that can give you that recipe of Dimitri's seed besides Dimitri when you taste it. And that's something only between the three of you. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's like if someone made you their special cocktail, right? Only they know the ingredients, it's just a secret recipe. right. So I it's think good that good there's luck. like energy and power in that. Um, there's energy and power in anything if you give it energy and power. <laughs> so I give it a lot of energy, and if they're into that too, when he crawls down there and enjoys that, that's something that only the three of us can do. And I've had him pass it back to her, kiss her, and her give it back to him again before he swallows it it's something that can be shared and made. It's not just one moment. Right. It's something that you can drag out as long as you'd like to. Um, I use the term drag out, but I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, I can enjoy in the moment yeah,
0: where you can extend it. So okay. yeah,
3: <laughs> exactly. Extend it. Um, so anyway, that's what it is for me. Like I got put energy into it again. If they are into that energy, if that's kind of a thing that they toss to the side or whatever, you know, I don't have to have that. I can match their energy, but. That's
0: what it is for me. All right, that's what's up. All right, we got an, another question here by uh by V, uh, my my hot wife, uh, Patreon supporter. So let's see what a uh, let's see what she's got to say. Hold on, make sure I get the right question here. All right, here we go.
6: So, what's the one piece of advice or feedback that you've received from a a woman, or a couple, or a husband? That you're almost embarrassed. It took someone else telling you. Uh, but that has made all the difference.
0: All right. Were you able to hear that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. P do not you go ahead first with that one, brother?
4: Um,
3: I've gotten a lot of advice over the years that has helped me, especially when you've been in it as long as, you know, it's like a couple of decades almost now. So The first thing, I'll just say the first thing that came to my mind, and this was early on. Um, I was like a younger guy, and I'm seeing this older woman for my age at the time. She was in her 40s. And it was an amazing relationship. And I remember the moment when she taught me that after you climax, you need to take a moment and honor that not jump up and wipe yourself off or do something or just relish that moment that orgasmic moment if you shared it together if it's just your oh, oh. honor that and enjoy it and ask and hold on on hold
0: on hold, hold on a second p can you go back like one sentence you cut you cut out on me for a second brother
3: oh yeah yeah um just the idea of basking in the moment of when you have an orgasmic moment, if it's shared together or if it's just you or just her to honor that moment and just lay in it and enjoy it and bask in it. That was one of the things that a couple taught me, like as a younger guy to just take your time and slow down with that. And to this day, that is still something that I ritualistically do. I make sure that, you know, I honor that moment and stay in it as long as
0: possible. That's what's up, great advice, great advice. What about you, D?
2: (laughs) Well, uh, I haven't had many situations like that, but I've heard conversations due to me being a great listener. But I have had two, two pieces of advice. The first advice I was, given, the uh, this is back, from, like I said, in my younger, youthful years of, uh, my beginning time of it was manscaping. Manscaping. hmm Uh, it's okay mm-hmm. to shave the areas that you're not used to shaving. You know, uh, you know, you know, a lot of guys want those great blow and want their balls suck and want their ass lick, but hey, a lot of them don't want fucking hair in their mouth or cornholes. Mm. <laughs> you know, they don't want to be spinning the fucking pellets. So again, it it's it come from a it come from a hygienic perspective. And uh at least again, give them that courtesy to fulfill those fantasies for you but by, by taking care of your hygiene. Again, uh this is what I picked up from conversations, so by the time it got to me, I was already aware I already knew what to do to prep myself. Now, for those embarrassing moments were <laughs> a piece of advice was upon getting the real best happy birthday blowjobs and you fill her fucking mouth up, even though she swallowed and she reached up to try to kiss you and you try to shy away like, oh, oh mm, no, uh, you know, that big no, 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 don't yeah. do that. And then they look at you like, uh, so what's wrong with your dick that you don't want to taste your own dick? Yeah. You know? don't, when you stick your finger in the fucking cookie down and <laughs> you lick your fingers, you know, and so you know your hands being, your hands being fucking far more worse places than your dick. So, <laughs> you know, you try to, uh, curve those behaviors because, again, you are backlashing the women that's pleasing you to the fulfillings of having all your fancies pleased and pleasures. So, it, it, it comes mm-hmm. down to courtesy and the, uh, respect side of it and, uh, With those little advice, again, I try to make you a wise man as well as a smart man. Again, like I said, a wise man will pay attention before he made those mistakes. A smart man will make those mistakes and then try to learn from them. So I try to pass that advice on to my fellow kings, my fellow bulls. Let them know, like, hey, this is something that you should take in consideration. Now, in my opinion, don't have to follow it but you can benefit if you do follow it. So that's my take on it right there.
0: No, definitely, definitely gr- uh, great advice. Um, for me, I would, I would say, and everything kind of st- flows up from this idea, and I had the idea, but it, it, it felt good to have somebody kind of speak it and confirm it for me. And one thing about us, and this is what people need to understand, yes, we've got a lot of experience. And this goes for anybody. You know what I'm saying? You want to take business and sports, whatever. We all started, we were all new at some point. Mm -hmm. There was there was one point in our lives where we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, and we were kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Um so for me, it was one of those early experiences and having a conversation with a husband. And just kind of letting me know, make it all about her. Make it all about her. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've carried with me. And the beautiful thing about that is when you have that unselfish approach, when you make it all about her, at the end of the day, you still get everything you want. And not only do you get everything that you want, it's actually amplified. You get more. Yeah. Because she feels that you're mm-hmm. making it all about her and they naturally want to reciprocate. They want to show you their thanks. They want to show you their gratitude. So you mm-hmm. still, you still get everything that the selfish guy gets except for him. He's pushing the wheelbarrow uphill. Whereas for you, you're riding a wheelbarrow down the hill. You know what I'm saying? Like you're really putting no effort into getting what you want because it's all being bestowed upon you because you took that unselfish approach. So that's something that I've carried with me and I've built upon it. And to be honest, I don't know any other way to be now besides making it all about her. You know, like I I well, I couldn't my- I couldn't change that if I tried because it's so ingrained yeah. in me that I'm always trying to, to make it about her. And you know, you want to talk about some advice that has has paid off and then some, that's that's probably the, the, the best piece of advice I've ever gotten. Cause like I said, I already, I had the idea. But to have them tell yeah. me that it was like, oh, okay, I was on the right path. So let me let me really lean yeah. into that. Let me really buy into that, and everything else. So did, it it just it just flows from putting that woman first.
3: Yeah. Let me let me uh, turn <laughs> let me turn the interviewer into the interviewee for a second. Have you found that that attitude, which I would say is akin to abundance, there's people who believe that there's a finite amount of great things in the world or wonderful things and they wanna hoard it. And there's people who believe, no, the more I share it, the more there is abundance. So there's just gonna be more of it. And obviously what you're talking about is the second thing. Have you found that having that attitude towards a hot wife or a cuckoldress has branched out into just other areas of your life in terms of how you approach things?
0: Uh, For me, absolutely. Absolutely, I mean, you know, I want to see everybody eat, you know, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a big believer in karma, you know what I'm saying? And I want to put as much positive energy (laughs) out into the universe as I possibly can. You know, I'm, 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 I'm I'm, I'm not a greedy person and, you know, to break it down into an even better sense. It, it, it's even evident in the way that I drive, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) you know, like, Hey, I see you're trying to get out of that parking lot i I don't need to get that far ahead. Go ahead, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you know okay, when when, yes. I'm, when I'm stuck in traffic sometimes you know I'm with my girls and they're like, you know, go like there's space between I'm like why <laughs> like it, it, it's two it's two seconds <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> i i I don't, I don't need to be right on that guy's ass. you know what i'm saying so yeah, it, yeah. it it's it's kind of filtered down into just the way that I live, you know, holding a door for somebody, waving somebody in the, you know, who's crossing the street. No, you go ahead. No, you go through that door first. You know what I mean? I I can stand Mm -hmm. here and wait a couple seconds. I mean, these couple seconds Mm -hmm. aren't going to kill me, you know, that kind of thing. So it's definitely filtered down into multiple aspects of my life where it doesn't have to always be about you. You know what I'm saying? And oftentimes if you, you know, if you put other people first, you'll still get yours. You know what I'm saying? You'll still, you'll still get yours. And sometimes you'll get it even more. Like you don't have, you don't have to be, yeah, you don't have to be selfish. Okay. So
2: rewarding to be given.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me go ahead and get to the, uh, we're going to, we're going to hear from, uh, from, from Venus again. I mean, sorry, from, uh, from Scarlet again. Where is she? Okay. Y'all ready? Here we go.
2: Yes.
1: This question is from David J, a cuckold wannabe and a Patreon supporter. He says, "Please discuss how this makes you feel. You're with a new couple as the bull for the wife. It's time to get naked. This is the first time she will see your cock. As your pants come off, you watch her face and your cock is revealed for the first time. You see her expression change from expectation to a smile. How does this make you feel?"
0: All right, P, you want to take this one first? the grand, the grand unveiling <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah um
4: it's an amazing moment i mean there's if you're
3: in terms of anticipation and i guess we have these moments too as well with unveiling on the on the woman's side but for us as bulls it is one of those things that i try to I like to milk that moment a little bit. Um, There's a natural inclination, even sometimes with a couple that it's been so much anticipation that they, uh, the woman can be eager and she wants to jump on that thing. (laughs) And that's, Mm -hmm. that's something that I will never quell that energy. So I'm not, I'm not trying to like push that down, but it also is an opportunity for me to establish dominance and control when I see her try to jump on it and I give her that gentle, "Ah, ah, ah, ah." (laughs) and then I start training her, not how to suck every other dick before me, but how to suck my dick. And that's a moment where they've, they're very, very open to suggestion, (laughs) but it's also a time when I can show that I'm willing to take my time. We don't have to rush. And also we're about to embark on something new right now. So taking time with that moment is definitely something that, you know, I can't say every single time I've done it, but it is something that I try to do because it's a, it's a new connection on another level. And it also is a time to kind of put my
2: stamp on the moment and show her a little something about me.
0: That's what's up. What about you D D?
2: So have any of you guys ever saw the movie Ladies Man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the capacity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you remember the episode, do you remember the scene where he said, now I show her the goods, and he just stand there in pride with his hands on his waist, and his crotch ear uh, just, just glowed? It's like <laughs> uh, that's the in fiction.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: yeah, And that's that moment that I try to bask in. You know, I try to put her in that position but again, let's I would back her like you said, Pig and I I try to dictate the pace and feed the hunger, your crave, the anticipation. As if I would you know, embrace her and I would physically hug her from the back so she can feel my boats pulsating. Or I would give her I would grab her hand and put her hand just to feel me throb or make me throb more. And from there then I would place her on her fucking knees and then I would tell her to unzip me slowly. Slowly, mm-hmm. because, again, the anticipation, you No, know, I want to create that perfect, Now, I want to say perfect fantasy, but the perfect fantasy for us. And mm-hmm. the, the moment, those small, subtle degrees, you know, from the moment that she unveiled me and she looked back at her husband and he looked back at her and I look at him like, yeah, I'm about to give this to her and she's going to enjoy it <laughs> and you're going to enjoy watching it. So it, it it goes into that that little circular, uh pattern for me. Now again, like you said, the way you want her to suck your dick, you no, know, prior to you, no. I mean the way she sucked it prior, but sucking for you, I run, I go out of that same tactic, you know. And that's when it comes into the verbal, the verbiage, you know, the two mm-hmm. hands uh, just going at it, you know, giving that energy and. It, oh God, damn! It's just great. You guys, <laughs> you guys make me think about today. <laughs> you make me think about it this morning. God, nah, the, yeah. I literally just this shit happen today. <laughs> <laughs> you over there, you over there reminiscing? You know
0: what I'm saying? I know.
2: Asking in no, the afterglow. I, after really my shit. You know, what I'm I know.
0: Got that residual but, yeah, energy.
2: Yes, man. It's like, okay, baby, you can get this full episode. Get on your knees and get close to the fucking TV because it's about to come out 3D. you going to get it all. So that's my take is I want her up close and 4 Like I said, up close and 4K. Hands <laughs> on.
0: High def. No doubt. Yeah. Well, for me, and I just kind of want to put this disclaimer in there. We've all hosted parties.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And one thing you learn quickly when you host parties, whether you verbalize it or you just kind of think it to yourself is you realize that, okay, it's a lot of dudes out there with bigger dicks than I got. Like you can't host parties and not see dicks. Like it just kind of comes with the territory. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. So you, you quickly distance yourself from, Oh, I'm unveiling the biggest thing you've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? So I want to be clear that, and, I'm, and it was cool letting you two go first because if people listening will notice, none of it, none of us are banking on that. Like, none of us think that we're showing her something that she's never seen before. It's more personal than that, you know. that would be arrogant. Yeah. Exactly. So, for me, it's more of a, okay, you're seeing it for the first time. Like, you guys said, patience and pace. Like, don't devour it right away. Take your time. Like, close your eyes and touch it. Like, read it like it was Braille. I mean, touch every there vein. Feel the curve. Feel the way my head is shaped. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, touch it enough to where if you had to talk to a police sketch artist, you could give him detail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of, like, the, the entire shape of it. And not just the shape of it. But what I often do is get close to it. No, don't put it in your mouth yet. Just smell it. Just inhale exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, just feel the yes. heat of it against your cheek. You know what I'm saying? Like like take like yeah. take it take it all in. Every everything about it, the way it feels, the way it smells. I'll I eventually I'll let you taste it. But we don't we don't have to be in a rush. You know what I'm saying? Sa- savor book. each and every moment. Cuz like D said, yeah. you know you you said early, you know you we've had all of this buildup, All of this talk, all of this sexting, all of this anticipation. So when it's finally there, when you're finally face-to-face with it, take your time, extend the moment, draw it out, you know what I'm saying, like, embrace it, you know, I, I hate to feel 100%. like, yeah, I hate to feel like it's being rushed through, like, why are we rushing?
2: Well, what's the race for?
0: Yeah, you know, like, let's, yeah. let's, 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 let's go with that tortoise pace here, You know, take, take our, yeah. you know, take our time with it, so that's yeah. what I, that's what I enjoy that's what I look forward to is those really really slow moments you know yeah her looking at what her is. husband and him seeing her savor it and me you know me chiming in and ch- again I talk a lot so me telling him yeah this is what she's been waiting for she's finally got it you know all that anticipation <clears throat> you know you know i it go especially if if, if there's build-up And you know, you're going to see somebody on Saturday, but you're talking since Monday. And every day you're getting closer and closer. And finally, Saturday does come. You know what I'm saying? And finally, after all the buildup, all the talking, there you are on your knees. My dick is out. It's in your hand. There's no more anticipation. You got it. So enjoy
3: it. Yeah. Put Put another way, man. Like what you described. I've always looked at it like this. You sucked many dicks since you started sucking dick. Right. There's many dicks. You're going to worship my dick. And where everything you describe, Michael, sounds like worship. Yeah. Don't even put your mouth on it. I want you to learn my scent. And I've even gone so far as, and this is something not every guy can do, because I'm going to be honest. Some people have a natural scent that is appealing. Some people don't. Mm -hmm. That's just (laughs) glands and stuff. You know what I mean? Some people. It, it, honestly like I've, I've even looked into it like and, and also we're black men sometimes not all but sometimes um people from african descent just have less hair on their body and their pores are smaller and people with larger pores exude more of like if they work out or whatever they you can smell it more so there's there's actual biology to it and it all depends on who you are as a person but if you do have a good sense which I've been told I have.
0: <laughs> that ain't nothing but nuts and berries. I don't put as much.
3: <laughs> exactly. I, exactly. Nuts and berries, squirrels <laughs> delight. Um, but like, if you do have a natural scent, like I, I train them to smell my scent and it's kind of like your favorite dinner. If you like steak, you don't need to see a steak. You can smell a steak and your mouth waters. And that level of unique training to like, this is my scent. It does have a Pavlovian response in a woman if she smells you. Just like I've seen women that are rope sluts. They smell the rope and they get wet. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. Um, they They smell leather and they get wet. Your scent can be that. So I've done the same thing that Michael talked about. We're going to take it so slow. It's going to be on a level you might not have imagined, but it's going to heighten every experience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great answers, brothers. Great answers. Great answers. Okay. Let's hear from Scarlett again and uh, see what she's got for us.
1: This question is from our good friend, Mistress K. She's a Patreon supporter and a hot wife cuckoldress. And she's got a couple of questions she wants to ask. She wants to know what's at the top of your sexual bucket list. What is your Mount Everest? The one thing you really want to do, but you're not sure if you'll ever pull it off. The next question is, what is your go-to move, not verbal or mental, something physical that you imagine doing or would do with every woman that you play with? And lastly, she asks, what if you could wave a magic wand and change anything about the lifestyle? What would you change and why?
0: Okay, I'll go ahead and, and, and field this one first. As far as the Mount Everest, it's not that I don't think I could do it it's one of those things I guess that I would, I would rather it happen organically than me actually try to make it happen. But one of the things that I would love to do is I would love to be, like go on vacation with two couples, two cuckold couples and just see mm-hmm. the possibilities that that would present over the course of a weekend. Like, I don't mean go out for a night with a, with two cuck. I mean like to be able to make a weekend of it, to be able to enjoy their company and they enjoy mine and we enjoy each other right. over an extended period of time. Again, mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a Mount Everest because let's be honest, we're all good at what we do. Um, and if we put forth the effort, we probably could make it happen. Um, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things that I'm kind of saving for like the right moment, like the right moment, the right two couples, the right location, you know, to, to, to be able to make it happen. As far as a, a, a go-to move, one of the, th- <laughs> okay, you, you, know, you know that moment, not moment, but you know when you have a hard dick and you contract that muscle, you can kind of make your dick jump, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what I've learned is when it's in a confined space, meaning her pussy or her ass, and you contract that same muscle, being that there's no space for your dick to actually jump, What does happen is your head will swell up. And what I've learned is that when you do that, she can feel it. So oftentimes I would just be in her deep and won't move. Like, and it's funny to see the look on a husband's face when I'm doing this, because neither one of us are physically moving. Like when you look at us, she's laying perfectly still. I'm laying perfectly still but I'm making the head of my cock swell up inside of her and she's reacting to it. And the husband is like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Like, I don't see you doing anything, but she's reacting to you as if you are doing something incredible to her. And it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. motherfucker, I'm making, you know, I'm making shit move and you can't tell. And so I've, I've, I love the reaction that that particular thing gets. And that is something that I, I try to do with like, I I do that with everybody. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to feel this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see how you react Mm -hmm. to it. As far as the waving the magic wand, honestly, I just wish I could take out the judgment in the lifestyle. Like when I see people in the lifestyle, judging other people in the lifestyle for whatever sexual proclivities they may have, like giving people the space to enjoy what they enjoy without casting any type of, you know, dispersion on them and making it seem like, oh, well, I like this, but they're weird for doing this or they're not doing it the right way or they're doing it wrong or they're not pure about it or whatever. Like, I wish, I wish I could remove that judgment and everybody just have the freedom to do what they enjoy and people be naturally happy that they found what they enjoy. You know what I'm saying? So that's my answers. Uh, D, you want to take it next? (laughs) First of all, what's, what's, your, what's your Mount Everest? The uh, your, your bucket list item.
4: Uh, this
2: is going to be very, very hard to believe, but I actually have never been pampered to fully by a couple.
0: Oh, so you want that coming to America treatment? The royal penis just, is washed.
4: <laughs> no, I mean, just like the royal penis is clean, like your that. highness. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, it's like a. Uh, you know, where you had certain couples, they'll tell you, Hey, uh, hey, come over, you know, we'll we'll prep we'll cook dinner, we can uh take a vacation trip, you no, know, we can do the whole shebang and it's all on us. And I don't wanna say like the man in me, but I would say the the dominance of me and the protector of me always says no, uh it's not necessary. Now, I want to experience it, but it just never happened. It never happened. And out of 22 years of doing this, I find it like quite shocking. <laughs> uh, it, I do believe that eventually it will happen once I like ease up and get comfortable, but it's more like um, it's hard for me to let someone do something for me. You know, especially when you're the one that's used to doing it. And, you know, like you said, as you're hosting a party, as you host a party, You used to make sure everything is set out, is all in order. And you always deal to make sure everybody's okay, safe, having a good time, fed, and sexually pleased. But then you go to another party where you're trying to relax, but you still can't relax because you still want to be doing something to make sure everybody's being pleased and taken care of. It's that same dynamic Mm -hmm. as in me trying to let a couple do something for me. I'm always going, oh, no, no, never mind. That's not necessary. Or maybe later. And I always keep mm-hmm. putting it off. Uh what's making me put it off? Uh I'm still trying to figure that part out. Now, as you stated about the uh
4: my go-to move. <laughs> uh
2: it's pretty much similar to what you said, uh, where I wanna lay I try to lay on top of her and bury it as deep as I can in her so she can feel my fucking heartbeat through my dick. And if I had to lay still and just be in complete silence just so she could have that moment and feel it because I will whisper that shit to her. <laughs> now you're going to feel my heartbeat. And I would let her and she would feel it. You know, that's my go-to move. And I would try to go deeper and deeper and deeper as much as she try to clutch your ass to pull you in deeper so she can embrace that moment. Because again, I want her to feel just as connected to me physically, as in mentally. And then once I re- give her that full release, again, like I said, I, I lay there, I lay there like I call marinating.
4: <laughs> no doubt, we
2: <laughs> it's the marination <laughs> period now, and I lay right <laughs> there and we we enjoy that together. So it's that full potential of having her legs spread wide open to where you holding the back. Of her thighs, to where uh, you just so deep up in her, and she just her back is arched where she can't go nowhere. Mm -hmm. She got to lay there and take it. Can't
0: run. She can't go. (laughs) She can't run. She can't run. She
2: can't can't go nowhere because you got nothing but her own thing. She got that's there for her is the arch of her back to give her a rocking motion. That's it. But -hmm. she can't run and she can't go nowhere. But she just take it. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, if I can wave that magic wand, it also goes back to what you just said, Michael. The judgment, you know, if I could take that, if we can take that out. Again, there are so many lanes to be enjoyed in this lifestyle. And I'm not just stating from a swingers point of view. I'm talking about from a lifestyles point of view, lifestyle's point of view. Mm -hmm. And your lane is there. Uh, Don't be ignorant. Don't be closed-minded to judge or shame someone based off what you're not into. If it's not in your lane, it's just not in your lane respectfully and just keep it moving. But at least still give them the freedom and the opportunity and the courage to let them go find that lane, you know. And before you shame it, judge it, educate yourself on it. You know, you may find yourself having a kink for You just don't have, you don't know the definition about it. But to shame someone on something that you don't know anything about, that's the ignorance that I want to get. I want to you know, get rid of out the lifestyle.
0: No doubt. No so doubt. That's about it for me. How about you, P?
3: Oh man, you guys took all the good answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the first one, if I remember right, you're ba- was your Mount this.
0: Everest, your bucket list, Mount
3: Everest. Man, you know, Michael always talks he makes fun of me about how I'm fucking. I'm the Zen one. So it's hard <laughs> for me to pick that, you know, Western philosophy. I got to accomplish. This is the number one thing. It's just kind of, there's a few things that are my fantasies, but I guess one of the ones at the top would be two generations, like a mom and a daughter. Oh yeah. That's kinky is fuck oh, to me. Oh yeah. And it does feel like more of a Mount Everest type thing. Like it's, it would, it had to be the right people for me to feel comfortable, and also just you know the circumstances would be rare. Let's yeah, put it that yeah, way.
0: Yeah, the stars would have to align so, for that one.
3: <laughs> there you go. There you go. So that's maybe Everest. Um, and then the second one was signature move. There's um,
0: what's your dream shake?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it is. I think for me is um, if the vibe is right. It doesn't happen every time and that's probably good because then it wouldn't be as rare and as, as special, but there's, um, there's times when if I'm really feeling a good vibe, which is most times I'm happy to say I let out that primal side of myself is it's the beast mm-hmm. is an animal. It doesn't even really speak. It just grunts, you know, it bites, it holds down. It takes what it wants. <laughs> Um, Savage. That part, <laughs> yeah, that's part of me, which, which by the way, what you guys were describing with D, with you got her thighs pinned back and it's just her and whatever the mattress wants to give you. And she's got to take it. That's part of that. Um, that to me is like when I'm just able to go back to my raw form, part of what I love about the lifestyle is getting rid of all the trappings of society and religion and what your parents told you and just getting back to who you are before all of that. And that moment is something that I like to share if the moment is right. And I found it is greatly appreciated. (laughs) Um, When they can feel your raw energy and you're just an animal. So I'm unapologetic about that. I love that part. I love it when I get it from someone else. And then they, like you were, uh, we were talking about earlier, Michael, with the permission thing, mm-hmm. you'll be surprised how often they mirror that and then they get into their primal state. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that's probably the, the move thing. And then lastly, you guys, I, I will say this, the answer that you both had about judgment was my answer. So it, <laughs> I just want to say that up front cause it says, it says something <laughs> that all three of us have that same answer. You know, that, that says that there's a a thing that we can do better in our lifestyle overall. Um, especially considering the fact that we are the same people when we're judgmental like that, who expect people not to judge us and right. complain about people judging the lifestyle and complain about the fact that.
4: Oh, you there, P?
0: not judge okay, inside I, of our lifestyle, I, I, I it reminds me. I lost you again, go back one sentence, brother. Oh yeah,
3: it's just like, you know, the same people who expect people not to judge them as people who are swingers or hot wife cuckolds, we don't want people judging us, but then within our own lifestyle we judge. Right. That, you yes. know, we got to we got to take we got to pause and think about that. Um, but the the thing I'll switch my answer to, uh if I could wave a magic wand, it would be that um society doesn't stigmatize us as much that we could Like if I could wave a magic wand and we could just live our lives out loud and be and let be where a school teacher doesn't have to worry about her video getting out, where you could run for office and yeah, you know, you also, uh, your wife, you're a cuckold and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and some parts of the world, I was in France and taking a tour of Paris and the cab driver was like, yes, that's the mayor's palace. And over here across from the river is where he sees his boyfriend and everybody knew it in Paris. And they don't give a shit because they're French. (laughs) Right. So that's great. There's societies, there's societies that are more progressive than us. America is some of the worst. We can murder and kill all day, but sex is a taboo. That's weird. It's odd, but it's very American.
4: Yeah.
3: It's American. It's It's very American thing. Anyway, If I could wave a magic wand, it would be that we wouldn't have to hide, that we could live out in the open and just let people
0: live and be. No doubt. No doubt. Great answers, brothers. Great answers. Okay, everybody, that was the end of part one. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Just proceed to the next episode and listen to the continuation of this fantastic conversation. Thank you.